Let's work. Yo, it's go time, show time, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo, ready, set, go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Step into the spotlight, get lit, yo. Let yourself go. High time, high time, gotta go big time. This is it, yo. Never take no fight time, grind time, take it to the street time. Turn the roof off, get loco. Game time, win time, we gon' bring it home time. No regrets now, let it all go. We bring the thunder. Well, good evening and welcome to Mountain Bears. This will be a fun episode. Oh, why is it a fun episode? Because normally we get to debrief beforehand, but I've been too damn busy. I know, right? And like, I took a nap. Yeah. Like, sorry guys, I just... <sighs> I finally got to go see my massage therapist today. Mm-hmm. I needed that. Well, everyone like, needs therapy. Like, yes. I'm sorry. I don't understand how that man ever has an opening and he should have to expand his schedule to 16 hours, seven days a week. I, just no. keep frustrating and moving. Oh, my God. No, don't kill him. You know he's running a gift a gift certificate special. He is. He is. Um, well, he's running a gift certificate special. For June, he's running a special, I believe. Yes. Um, that's the, um, for his non-package customers, he yeah. is running a special if you show up in Pride Wear. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Of course, I'm going to say this. I don't know anywhere else that has a membership package like his. I mean, it's okay. amazing. It Four is. sessions, one a week. Under 25 bucks, come on. Or, or do 290s. Or do 290s. Now, on mm-hmm. the market, the, the 90s are normally 90 bucks. It's a, normally a dollar a minute or higher. So, oh, yeah. please. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, to get like either four 60s, uh-huh. which is 240 minutes, or two 90s, which is 180 minutes, mm-hmm. um, for like less than that. <laughs> For less than 180, like it's 125, 125. 125. Yeah. 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 Like it's wow. Anyway, so if you're in the Beckley area. Or willing to drive to the Beckley area. Oh, yeah. 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 He has clients out of area. They they usually take the 290s. Yeah. It works out. It's not bad. Mm-mm. And I'm telling you, it keeps me walking. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I don't know if you got to see the lovely filming, but I did. The January 6th committee, Matt. Oh, no, I didn't. Like, I should have, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Shannon. It was the first public hearing. It was quite interesting to watch what the documentary shown. There was powerful testimony from one female officer that was on the ground that day. Mm-hmm. Um, there was testimony from the documentarist. I think it's very interesting that we're now hearing things like the 25th Amendment, invoking the 25th Amendment, because we had seen, not heard, I had seen a lot of the footage, Uh, Mm -hmm. 
But there was a lot of, you know, talk apparently of Pence invoking the 25th Amendment, uh, thoughts of invoking the 25th Amendment, and also the extent that some of these people went to. I'm looking for charges. That's what I'm looking for is more charges. Like, let's put some people behind bars. You know, I think it's interesting that Republicans wanted presidential pardons in their back pocket to go, uh uh-uh, can't charge me, I have a presidential pardon. Yeah, that was a little annoying. Of course, you know, we also saw um, the Republican nominee that's running for Michigan get arrested by the FBI for being part of the insurrection. Mm Mm-hmm. That's very telling. Yeah, that's that's very problematic. Hey, yeah. Natalie. Actually, um, yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. But it was two hours long. I really like Liz Cheney speaking. I think she spoke. Nor um, she's one of those Republicans you can't help but not like. Like she works both sides of the aisle. Just because she is a Republican doesn't mean she doesn't see what's good for the people. Well, yeah, moreover, like, she's more of an, the more traditional idea one has Mm -hmm. of what it means to be part of the Republican Party. Yes. Like, pre, like, like, Republican Party pre-Roe v. Wade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Um. Not, you know, she, but no, I really liked her speech. The chairman was very interesting. Although I noticed they didn't have a lot of big names on it. And I wanted to check something because I don't understand why somebody wasn't on the panel. Um, And that is um, Warren. Hmm. I don't know. Like... Oh, that's because she's a senator. This is a House board. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Sorry, if I were more awake, I might have quickly caught on to that. I'm sorry. I've been watching her Twitter. As y'all know, I follow Elizabeth Warren on Twitter because she sent the most entertaining tweets, um, calling bullshit for for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. There's another one, and I've got to find who her name is. She is known to have a whiteboard during concessional Senate meetings. I think she's a senator also. She is yeah. a senator. Um, and I just love watching her because she will tear CEOs apart, like make this make sense. Oh, yeah. 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 I... <sighs> And see, I think that's going to be the big problem with January 6th hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it may bear out and work out better. Oh, and yes, Gwen, Depp versus Heard to January 6th trials. It's like, it is the year for legal action. Yeah. Like, because before Depp and Heard, it was, um, we were on, like, <sighs> Before Depp and Heard, it was the uh, Roe v. Wade debate. Mm-hmm. Then before that, like I think was Brittany. Mm-hmm. Like it was all Brittany, with a little with a little mixture with a little mixture in of the um, 
oh, Wendy Williams crap. Right. Which like the crap being a temporary con conservator of her finances so she can at least <sighs> live as a person. Right. Which, I mean, so who did they end up assigning on that one, real quick? It's Sorry. unrevealed. It's okay, so not her son. Not no. her son. Maybe her son. We don't know. It's they sealed that case. That's the reason we're not getting any news about the cases. It's been sealed. Okay, Plus so they Fargo sealed and gagged. Ran to have that case sealed faster than you running. Oh, sorry. I thought you actually said Katie Porter. I didn't know you were having a moment with like what's her name. Uh, no, I'm having a problem. Possibly Katie Porter. Yeah, no, Katie Porter's great. We love Katie Porter. Katie Porter is the one that like ripped uh, J.P. Diamond uh, a new asshole, or Jamie Diamond a new asshole. Things that happen when you live in North Carolina too long. J.P. Morgan and Jamie Diamond end up be, like slamming into each other. Yes, yes, that's who it is. And yes, yeah. I sat there and laughed. I was like, "Where is my popcorn?" <laughs> When she takes Diamond to hell, it's enjoyable. Well, like, and it wasn't her and, and deal with and have. I want to see her go after the um, oil and gas companies right now. Well, for Jamie Diamond, like he just had the easiest out in the world. Like she's sitting there, she's explaining this. And all he had to do was go, look, I'm really glad that someone brought this to my attention. You know, we will fix this. No, he's we will, we'll fix this. Like, that's all you had to do mm -hmm. was go, look, I see your point. We fucked up. Mm -hmm. We'll fix it. Mm -hmm. Like, Brene Brown, my, like, ass here. Mm -hmm. Like, just, I like, you're Jamie Diamond. We don't expect you to do shit. But... At least, like, just say the obvious thing that's like, hi, I see your point. We fucked up, mm -hmm. but we'll fix it. Mm -hmm. Well, see, like, here's the thing. Diamond's an asshole. I speak I mean, this from personal experience. He is an asshole. He does not take care of his lower people. But if you're corporate, he'll take the hell out of you. Well, that's what that's I never got. I, and I'm sorry, I can't give anyone credit for that. No. Like, we give too many, like, CEOs, presidents, vice presidents, et cetera, credit for that shit. Like, you're taking care of the C-suite. Right. You always take care of the C-suite. Right. You, you always take care of your frat bros and your sorority sisters. No, I'm talking, about like, lower-levels people, but not direct branch people. He doesn't get that. He's an idiot on it. Like, he doesn't get payroll. He has an HR department for a reason. Well, that's great, but you need to actually act, like, one, mm -hmm. the, I like, no, I'm sorry. I just can't let someone get away with that. Like, no. that's not acceptable. You oh, I'm can't... not letting him get away with it. I'm just explaining yeah. that he's an idiot. His HR well, department are gold stars, but he's an idiot. Well, apparently they're not. Like, he's, like, he's hiring people that do what's best for the company. Right. Fuck the employee. Right. Like you keep hiring employees at unsustainable rates in terms of rates of pay. Mm -hmm. And then you you like can't get it. Right. That if you're paying an employee this little money. Uh-huh. What do you want them to do? Well, honey. How do like you expect the them to survive? Told you to go buy a new car. Do I know? It's like the CEO that told you to go get a new BMW. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> president of the company. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, not just go buy a new car. That wasn't even the thing. Like, here's the deal: my car breaks down. It, it like it's at work. A coworker's husband, so very, very kindly, and he did this so many times, he practically had a degree in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had a car, this little Ford Escort, it's got a effed up um, accessory belt. Like, it's got a hidden pulley, it's this whole process. Anyway, I had hit, like, a pothole wrong, and had, like, bent the shaft of one of the pulleys just ever so slightly. And it was one of those pulleys that the only way to replace it is to replace the engine block. So, of course, I can't afford to do that. So I just buy belts left, right, and center. And it breaks down in horrible, inconvenient places all the effing time. This time it was fairly lucky. It popped in the, the parking lot before I even pulled out. So I'm nice, I'm neat, I'm organized, I'm in a space. Um, and this this coworker's husband had agreed to fix it. Like he comes over, he he's working on the car. And I'm like so grateful. And I'm just, you know, like, and I shouldn't have been. Like I shouldn't have had to have had gratitude in that moment. But this is how fucked up we are as workers. Uh-huh. I have so much gratitude for this, and I'm in the break room. Like, it's going to take him, like, an hour to fix it. Again, grateful. And, like, I'm I'm in the break room. I'm getting my little cup of coffee. Like, I'm in a good mood. Like, my car's getting fixed. It's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. Awesome. I'm back on the road for a Friday night. Um, and he goes... Um, isn't that your, your car being worked on out in the parking lot? And I'm like, yeah, I know, like, sorry, but like, that's where it decided to break down this time. And, you know, doing it costs money. And he proceeds to launch into all the benefits of owning, or no, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let me back up. All the benefits of leasing a BMW. It was everything I could do to have that. He is a he is he is an MBA student. I know MBA students, and and he's not wrong. Uh-huh. He's not wrong. All right. The problem is, like, you're playing chess on a different level than I am, buddy. All right. Like I am down here underneath the chessboard playing chess. All right. With all the discarded pieces from like six different games, they're all broken. Right. None of them work together. None of them match. I'm doing the best I can. Right. And I'm having to remember that and and just like, "Mm, don't bite his head off. He's not wrong. Right. Per se. Right. And I'm just, but it is everything inside of me not to scream. You don't pay me enough. To have good credit, one, enough to lease a vehicle, and two, you don't pay me enough to, if I had that good credit, mm-hmm. make the payment to, to get approved for uh, or and make the payments on a BMW. 
Right. Or any other leased vehicle. Right. Like, I had a, like, this was my problem at, at that point, was I couldn't even afford to buy a new-to-me used car. Right. Like, I had done the math, I had worked it out, mm-hmm. I could choose to eat or buy a new car. Mm-hmm. Because while I could have squeezed out a car payment, right. considering how much I was spending each month to keep fixing this goddamn trap. Right. Then full coverage insurance, because I can't buy outright. All right. Um, full coverage insurance was going to tank me. Right. Because, yay, I have affordable rent, mm-hmm. but I'm in a zip code that meant my full coverage insurance was going to be 400 and some dollars a month. Right. Like, I'd gone to a dealership and had that letdown moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I can, like, my insurance was going to be more than my car payment. Right. Like, one, that's heartbreaking. Two, the total there... <laughs> Of like six hundred dollars meant right. I could either eat or own a car, right? Like one of the two, right? Um, and trying to like, and I knew trying to explain that wasn't going to work on someone who has a the company pays his lease and pays the lease on his wife's vehicle, and they pay his cell phone bill and they pay his internet bill, and they pay. Like, all these things. Right. And then he gets a salary of, at like, four, five, six times what I make. Right. I I can't explain that to someone in that situation. This is all gobbledygook to them. Right. Because what I make, they piss away trying to retain clients each month. Right. Without a problem. Like, it's no big deal. Right. But when it comes to employees, <laughs> right. good luck. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's the same place Jamie Dimon's at. Right. Is good luck explaining this to him because he doesn't get it. The numbers are too small. Right. He doesn't, like, you know, what's $30,000? Right. Like, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, right. write a check. Right. Put it on I your credit Hey, Devin. Hey, Sheila. Yeah. But no, you know, that's a major problem. But no, I like watching both of them eat people alive, especially mm-hmm. in the Well, in, in the Senate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Love, love, love when Katie Porter gets to rip someone apart. Like, that's always the best. Granted, 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 Warren's amazing. Yes. Um, but Katie Porter really just smacks someone between the eyes and her damn props are amazing. Like, all right, here's my whiteboard. Like, I don't know. Like, how can you not know the minute she brings up the whiteboard? You're fucked. Right. That, That should be your first thought. You see the whiteboard come out with Katie Porter. You just need to go. I'm sorry. I'm fucked. Right. <laughs> like that's it. You're done. Right. Like just shut up now. <laughs> well, speaking of government, we should yes. speak about our joke of a governor. Jim oh, no. Justice. Apparently he doesn't like the survey that came out from Wallet Hub. 
Oh, God, the Wallet Hub survey. He's yeah. so mad about this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, liberal Fruit Loops are apparently out to get Governor Justice. That's what he decided to say in the middle of Pride Month. These liberal Fruit Loops are out to get West Virginia. Right. Um, and that West Virginia is fucking phenomenal. Did you not know? Um, so like it, the fact that we're ranking like 50 and 51st, um, cause don't forget those, you know, U S right. territories, wow. um, that are also included in this right. survey by wallet hub, um, regarding the economic stability of different areas right. in the U S they've ranked them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're ranking in the fifties. We are number 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I think then we're in one category, and then we're like 51 in another one, and right. like 49 like, or something. Yeah, we're like, totally below the ranks. Yeah, we're we're scraping the bottom. Like, it's right. us, Alabama, and like, I don't know, one of the flyover states people forget about. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's true. Yeah, literally, we are the worst in the country. Yeah. Economically. Yeah. Now we're number 30 for LGBT population in 2000. Yeah. So, but meanwhile, he doesn't even try to defend anything or, okay. or argue that Wallet Hub right. is wrong in any substantial way. He just says, if this is what the worst is, I'd rather live here. Right. Oh, well, thank you for disputing that any meaningful way. Like you, you like, fuck your criticism is where you went. Yeah. And you're just like, nope. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. It's like in other things, accounting doesn't lie. Mm -mm. The numbers never lie. You're an idiot for not understanding numbers, Jim Justice. This economy is the worst. There are more closed businesses in this state than there are buildings. There are more houses that are dilapidated and nobody's living in them than there are land. And the houses that we do have that are habitable are not sellable. Right. They're they're not affordable to people who already live here. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is great if you're coming from New York and you decided, peace out, New York, we're done. Right. Like, I'm going to go take my, like, $975,000 401k and cat, you know, peace out. Right. West Virginia is great. Come pick up a $150,000 home. That's like, you can't buy this in New York. It doesn't exist. Right. Like $150,000 might get you the back corner, like subdivided uh, walk-in closet. Maybe with a window Mm -hmm. um but that's it like you're not you're not buying a home right west virginia you get a home and land and like utilities and (laughs) right but 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 looking at the market right now Mm -hmm. when i bought this house we paid seventeen thousand dollars for the house and land minus Mm -hmm. an office and this office wasn't here, mm-hmm. minus the new roof that's on it. Current market value for this house is eighty-eight thousand six hundred dollars, according to Zillow. Mm-hmm. 
And here's the thing. After living in North Carolina, my first thought, like, I hear 88,000, which, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a humongous improvement of value. Right. Um, And in West Virginia, that's a legitimate number still. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a house. Yeah. But I spent too much time in North Carolina. I was, like, my, I, I still have this instant reaction of, like, under 100K, what do you do? Burn it? knock it down right like that's what you get for like 88k in other states right like it does not scream like like because that's where uh, like property values are right like 12 years ago 130,000 for a house was like bare minimum and you lived in the middle of nowhere north carolina right like, I remember my boss paying somewhere in that neighborhood, like 130, 150 was, I think, where they ended up buying at. And it was, like, I'm being nice, but it was the middle of nowhere. Like, directions involved turn at the fence. Right. And that's a legitimate, meaningful direction. Right. Like, drive to here, turn left at the fence, turn right, you know, like one of those. Right. It was a meaningful direction. Right. And it's like, and it's it's a good ways out. Like you're right. near nothing. Right. Of like, you know, yeah. there's cows. Okay. It's cow country, North Carolina. Right. And and that's what you get used to. Like you, but fucking here. Yeah. Eighty-eight thousand. We're in Oak Hill. You know, like we sold my grandmother's house. It was, I think it ended up selling for, oh, refresh me, 162. Excuse me. Why did I think 100 and something? I think that's where we thought it'd be. Yeah. It should have sold anyway, at the time for 120 to 130,000. Yeah. Except wrong moment. Yeah. And other than But it, it, I mean, granted, now technically it was in the county by like feet. Right. Feet. Across from a hospital, mm -hmm. um, you know, like mere minutes, like great school district, like you name it, the house had it. Right. Uh, and it, it yeah, it's a little. Mm. But no, the housing market here is insane. Right now, I can buy no, the house that they have available mm -hmm. um, for the amount I paid for this house. I'd literally have to go and gut it and redo it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, for what you originally paid? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. That's not a house. That's property. No, honey. There's a house in, that is um, in another neighborhood. Okay. Okay. It is a three-bedroom. It says three-bedroom, two-bath. It's technically an apartment building. Okay. Like it's a duplex? Yeah, it's a duplex. Okay, someone took a house, turned it into a duplex, then turned it back into a house? Yes. Oh, God, no. Okay. Oh, God, no. For $17,000, mm -hmm. but it's been gutted. We could literally do anything we want there. Well, yeah, at that point. Right. Well, but then you're dealing with, like, here's the thing. I don't ever want to get into the, this has been flipped back and forth between, like, a duplex situation. Because that becomes, you got some of the weirdest flipping shit going on. Right. 
because that becomes a landlord special because you got to work around some shit. Right. And just like, eh, it'll be fine. We'll right. throw a wall there. We'll throw another sewer line there. We'll do this, you know. Right. Uh. <laughs> I don't like houses with multiple power meters. Like that confuses the freak out of the power company. Well, you can go ahead and fix that problem, honey. Well, when you're gutting, potentially. Not when you're gutting. It's already gutted. Oh, it's gutted. Like, it's down to, like, studs. Yeah, the drywall's laying there in the floor. Oh, God, no. Right. Like, sorry, that just... Uh, mm -mm, no, also, it's in I'm... a floodplain. We are not in a floodplain. And I'm oh, a God, no. mortgage. No, sorry. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, poor Welch... And Mullins, West uh -huh. Virginia, like I y'all, <laughs> like we we love y'all, but how many times that damn house got a flood? Mm -hmm. Like how many? Yeah, Shelly, there are some lovely places in Nitra. I just can't live there. Oh, is that one of the blackout areas for reading? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nitro and little little like they they don't like the tarot reader. No, they're not they're not cool with that. Yeah, there's a few places still, and it's one of those. It may not apply technically, mm -hmm. as in like here's the thing: you may go there, do readings. Everyone's gonna be happy. Mm -hmm. No one's gonna give you grief. They'll help you set up your your store. Like you could do all kinds of stuff there, yep. and they'll never say a word. Or you could go in, that same situation can happen, and like 20 years later, you're a well-established business, you're tied to the community, you're two-thirds of the way through a fucking mortgage. And then the, like, the city, the, 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 the county, rail, like, rain down on you. Mm -hmm. Like, and just railroad your ass out of town. Right. Or you get there and, like, you do one flipping reading and get arrested. Like, because technically they can at any yeah. point. Like it's like, it's but it's insane. old laws. Yeah, it's old laws. It's like yeah. the beacher wife on the courthouse steps on Sunday. Yeah, which it's I would actually update that. Yeah, well, probably not. Well, no, I wonder if they because I think that when the you know gay marriage came through, mm -hmm. they therefore had to update everything. Did they even look at what they were updating, or did they just do a Google Docs search, word search replace? No, I'd say they didn't even touch that one. Because uh -huh. that was going to open the doors to, like... And then... Mm -hmm. Next election. Right. Oh, so and such senator reauthorized the law that allows you to beat your spouse. Uh-huh. Mm, that's a campaigning nightmare. Uh-huh. Like, let's not touch that one. Like, I think that was a look around the room. Like, can we just all agree not to touch that one? Mm -hmm. Just leave it alone because we'll mm -hmm. want to repeal it. Then mm -hmm. someone's going to get pissed. Right. Only at noon on Sundays. Yes. Only on the courthouse steps and you cannot use a switch bigger than... His or her thumb. Yeah, well, no. But it's there. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, 
here's the problem when you have old laws on the books. Technically, right. It is like it's still law, even if it is like no one chooses to enforce it, no one chooses to do it, no one ever does anything with it. It's still there. You can. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't mean you're going to not go to court and find yourself having to defend yourself for doing this thing that is perfectly legal and shine, uh, enshrined in law. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there's no telling. Like, it may end up that someone has to go do it, mm-hmm. get arrested, uh-huh. fight it in court, uh-huh. fight it to the West Virginia Supreme Court that then goes fuck now mm-hmm. no 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 right like nope we're gonna nope right out and that still doesn't repeal the law mm-hmm. it just qual- like qualifies that no 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 right. we do not condone this right um again but it's legal you yep. can you can. It's stupid. It shouldn't exist. It should have been repealed long ago. I would think we could get an entire, you know, House and Senate of West Virginia to go, eh, let's kill that one. No, it's not even a House and Senate. It's county commissioners. It's hmm. four county commissioners because Pat County has four. Yeah. Because it's a county well, law. But how many other counties? I don't know. Like, seriously, how many other counties? Right. Like, becomes the question is, you know, because then it's, yeah, it's a local ordinance, but even still. Right. Like, why just take out one by one? Yeah. Because, again, that still puts you back having to argue with the state and argue with the state Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. That, All right. Oh, we've got a question. Let's go ahead and take it. We do. All righty. So and I'm using the black decatero. Oh, you are. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, Devin31678, will I be able to get a motorcycle this summer? Devin, he's already shopping for you. <laughs> found a gorgeous Harley today. I found a nice Kawasaki that I could live with. I got turned down on both. You found a nice Kawasaki you could live with. <laughs> yeah, if you buy it, that's who you'd be living with. I've <laughs> seen how this starts. I want a motorcycle. Next thing you know, it's like we're filing for uh, bankruptcy. Like, motorcycles are expensive. That's what no one tells you. They're cheap in the beginning. They're cheap in the beginning. They're very affordable in the beginning. They seem to make a lot of sense. But my God, you end up spending so much money over time. Like, one, like, it, it has no roof. You can't drive this in the rain. You shouldn't drive this in the rain. You shouldn't drive it in the rain. They make suits for that. Yeah, see, no, no one should. That's one of the times you're most likely to wreck on a motorcycle. Rain, wet leaves, grass, like... Yeah. Uh, two, they're a big problem for other motorists, i.e. those driving, like, four-wheel, four-door vehicles. Um, Like, you get no respect. Yeah, they're a nightmare in the snow. Like, they do not... They, like... 
yes, technically you can get like, you know, the the chunkier tires, but even yep. still, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Like right. they suck on ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're just too light. They don't dig. Mm-hmm. Like they just propel. Right. Okay. Um, have, have fun. I personally want a trike. I personally want um, one with a um, touring package on it. Mm-hmm. I want it to be either black or purple with chrome. And then I get a reason to wear my leather other than I just want to feel pretty. Yes. So then he sent me, yeah. So the one he actually did send to me to look at was the Harley trike. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. Fucking gorgeous. But like, no. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Like. I have to say, my brother's ruined motorcycles for me. Uh-huh. Like this is what you're getting is my like one brother in particular ruined motorcycles for me. Uh huh. Um, because he used to race. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's fun. The pictures are great. Like it's really cool. Mm-hmm. No. Easy no. on gas. Yeah, it's real easy on gas. Like you can sit here and you you can talk mm-hmm. motorcycles up all day. The end of the day, mm-hmm. strap your ass to a rocket and point yourself where you want to go and light a fuse. Sounds That's good. all you've got. Right. That's all you've got. That's all right. you're doing. Like it's two wheels or three in the case of you. And that's all you're doing. It is like, it is literally combustible fluid between your legs. And I'm not joking. That's where the gas can is. And you're towards whatever the fuck you try to aim it at. Mm -hmm. And good luck. If it decides not to stop, if you slip, you slide, whatever, it's a fireball. Mm -hmm. Or can be very quickly. Yeah. See, these are two different ideologies i want a convertible a truck and a trike three vehicles i would love <laughs> to have in my driveway uh, so rerun them again a convertible mm-hmm. a truck and a bike yeah okay although right now like I'd be cool for the electric truck. I like, I would be cool with an electric truck. I like, I was actually surprised recently. I had one of those like YouTube plays the next video before you can hit cancel moments. Mm -hmm. I really didn't think about those having like hauling Mm -hmm. capacity. Yeah. I really didn't like it. I don't know. Somehow in my head, I thought the electric truck concept was just for people who like trucks. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, wanted the truck form factor in electric. Right. I didn't think about it having towing capacity. Yeah. It has towing capacity. What the hell? Well, and then I want my work vehicle. I'm sorry. We need a four-car garage just for you. Yes. Because I have my, I'm going for a drive. I've got to fix the yard. Fuck it. I'm taking the night off. And then my work vehicle. That we put everything in for work, and that would be a lovely classic hearse. 
Swear <laughs> <laughs> to God, we're going to end up living in an episode of Sanford and Son. <sighs> no, Devin, you just figured out Asen's a diva. Like, hi, where you been? I warned you, I was high maintenance when we started. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to Devin's question. You said high maintenance. You didn't tell me you were a Jaguar rotary engine. <laughs> a Jaguar rotary engine? <laughs> See, mm. Devin's living for it. Can you imagine me pulling up to a psychic event in the hearse? I prefer one a 70s model that has the full fins on the back, totally blacked out. We pull out the built-in coffin open it up and take the chairs and the canopy and the tarot decks and the work bag out close it slide it back in shut the doors oh my god now huh. yeah shannon says those jags are ridiculous i don't want to pay two uh, two thousand every time i need air in my tires yeah, it's basically where the Jag lives. Like, the, like Jags are a nightmare. Mm -hmm. You own them because they're pretty and because they're a status symbol. You do not own them as reliable transportation. See, I don't like the Jags. The seats are uncomfortable. It's too um, compact. Personally, when we when I look at a convertible that I like, I like my Mitsubishi Eclipses. I really like the BMW M3s. And I'd settle for one of the Sebring. Oh, you'd settle for a Sebring. Yep. Meanwhile, the Sebring, really? Yeah. Like, do you know what the maintenance record is on one of those? They're a fucking nightmare. They're like, sign up for a Jag. You might get more drivability. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's saying? look at this motorcycle endeavor. This here shows me you need to look at what you want in that cycle. What's the engine capacity? Are you needed to take on long rides? Do you need that back support? Go into detail about what you want. Will you be able to get it? The answer is yes, you are able to get it. You will be able to function at it well. Moving ahead, honey, make sure to show it. Like keep it polished, take it to shows, make, make people drool over it because you've got it. Oh, Sheila had a uh, Miata. Uh-huh. Those are cute. Like, I would allow a Miata. Mm hmm Like, they're they're actually fairly reliable vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had a boss with a Miata. She loved it. Like, I like I can never get into it, but... <laughs> but <laughs> well, no. no, I take that back. I did get into it once. Mm-hmm. Like, I did. Um, It was a little cramped. Like, I was a little bigger than I am now, but mm -hmm. um, it was cramped. It was, like, I wouldn't want to drive it. Like, mm -hmm. I would have my knees halfway through the steering column. Like, mm, right. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shannon, I hated, I hated, like, here's the whole reason we got, like, I got the soul. I was sick and tired of cars that didn't fit me because this is a recurrent theme through vehicle ownership and vehicle driving that i've had mm -hmm. ford festiva was not as bad as you'd think right 
it really wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't as comfortable as it could have been, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. The Mercury Topaz, dude, that thing was so tight. Mm-hmm. Like it it was a it was a little shorty people car. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Escort again, short ass people car. Mm-hmm. Like really short ass people car. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, worst cup holder situation I've ever had in a vehicle, bar none, mm-hmm. was the damn Escort. Like Ford, what the fuck were you thinking? Right. Like they all sucked. Three right. cup holders, all of them are useless. Mm-hmm. Like seriously. Then driving my grandmother's Mercury Sable, not bad. Mm-hmm. Like surprisingly, not bad. Like, it takes a lot of flack as a granny car, because it is. Mm-hmm. I will say the car was surprising once you finally got to fourth gear. Like, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, they geared it for, like, 25, 35, 45 miles per hour. And then you hit, at 55, fourth gear. Right. And all of a sudden, the car has all the power in the universe mm-hmm. for that V6. Mm-hmm. But um, no, if I ever get the TLC contract or the big contracts, you you can expect a garage. All righty, all righty. Well, sorry, but let me get uh, real quick. Just say the the thing I hated about the the Mercury Sable slash Ford Taurus. It's same damn car. We all know it's same damn car. I fu- like my good knee. Mm-hmm. I twisted so many damn times getting in and out of that car because you had to pivot. Because, I mean, fucking, they might as well put gull wings on it for how long the damn doors were. Mm-hmm. When you go to open them, you had to either have a large space or you had to do this weird twist and pivot. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I tore my knee up so many damn times. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it because it's low. And then the angle you have to get to to do the twist and pivot on one foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I I wrenched my knees so many times. Like, oh my god, I haven't done that since we got rid of that car. Like, it was the best thing in the world for my knees. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one reason why it's like, hmm. I love my land yachts. Everyone knows that I am normally a Buick man, but they're mm-hmm. getting harder to find. Like, I've always had a sedan. I was like, I like it. it Note the list. I like a small vehicle. I'm not like I never got into like you know the pissing contest of owning the biggest vehicle. Like because for some people that's all it is. It's just like the car just keeps getting bigger. Like can we get a yacht with four wheels? Well, I've owned that. It's a Lincoln Continental touring class. Oh God, that reminds me of a friend of mine in high school inherited. The most fucked up Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, if you're watching, you know who I'm about to be talking about. Uh, this car was hideous. Like, I don't even know how Lincoln got away with making this car. Okay, it was a Lincoln, I think, Mark IV? Mm-hmm. Baby blue, two-tone. Uh-huh. Baby blue. With a red leather interior. Mm-hmm. Okay. Red carpet, everything. 
baby blue car, red leather interior. None of this goes together. Right. And it had the worst ideas I think any car manufacturer has ever goddamn had for features. Okay, so this car screws with your head. Those of you who remember the little pull, like choke style headlights, what in his headlights was not the headlights. That's where they put the horn on this damn car. Uh-huh. He had to pull a little choke to go beep, beep. I'm like, what? Like, I like everything on it was just weird. Like, they were things that, that became things later. Mm-hmm. But this car was, like, the first time they used that, like, switch or pull or whatever. And they did it for random shit. Mm-hmm. Just random. Like, doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Random. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Like, and huge. I mean, I'll give it credit. It was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a very comfortable car to ride in. Mm-hmm. But, like, the shit show next to me driving it mm-hmm. that was going on, not, like, the friend from high school was awesome, but the shit show he was going through to operate this vehicle was hilarious. Uh-huh. Like, nothing worked like you'd think it did. Like, mm-hmm. this was, like, a... It's like the Norman door of cars. Right. Nothing does what you think it does. Right. But no, Lincoln and Caddies both get features before everyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, like right now, a Lincoln can park itself. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for it to be able to pull itself around. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Uh, that's if, like, I don't know. I. Uh... Oh, I was having the moment the other day. It's like, can we just go steal some cars from the 80s? Like, we'll pay. Like, we could afford those. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, just some. Just a few. Right. Um, Like, cars from the 80s before, mm-hmm. like, all the dumb shit. Like, I'm an IT guy. I'm getting really sick. You know they don't come with a backup camera or Bluetooth, right? No, I'm good with that at this point. I'm good with that. Okay, because, you know, that's been your main complaints about Baby, is she doesn't have a backup camera or Bluetooth. That was my initial concern. Like, Bluetooth, we can add on. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm getting sick and tired of the computers that control every last detail mm-hmm. of the vehicular experience. Like, I'm cool with a computer chip that handles, like, engine timing and shit like that. Like, you do that. You rock that. Mm-hmm. be awesome mm-hmm. like i'm cool with fuel injection that's about where my car technology ends right like i'm just I, like i get it it's nice it's pretty i like it i enjoy it when it works mm-hmm. i'm getting sick and tired of the shit breaking down yeah like can we get some sustainability can we get some accountability from mm-hmm. flipping automotive companies for putting the shit in yeah. That you're going to, like, do something beyond sell it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to support it long term. You're going to make sure there's updates. You're going to make sure this continues to work for me. 
and not just like keep selling disposable cars like it's a one-year-old vehicle and we're sorry there's no update for that we're sorry you can't do that we're sorry there's no way we can do anything about that right like no wait sorry back the fuck up you know this this isn't a, a 2.99 walmart laptop special here mm-hmm. like no 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 you charge like 20 some thousand dollars for a vehicle mm-hmm. like that's a shit ton of money to anyone right now mm-hmm. don't care who you are 20 some thousand dollars should be a shit ton of money like that's where our minds need to be and you're gonna t- just look at me and be like no we we don't have a plan for that right like there's no fixing it forward right it's like you buy what you get today and fuck you we got your money yep mm. i'm out well Ooh, 87 ford thunderbird i can understand that Devin. that was a pretty car sorry go ahead well todd and julie christie were found guilty on federal charges this should be interesting Ooh. After they were found guilty in U.S. District Court, Judge Eleanor Ross allowed Christie to remain free on bond, but she, but she was placed them on location monitoring and home detection, meaning they can only leave the home for certain reasons, including work, medical appointments, and court appearances. They also have to alert, alert their probation officer if they spend over $1,000, according to the order entered Tuesday. All right. Now remind me who the Christies are. TLC stars. Um, he's the blonde that's always rude. That's suing um, a YouTube star. Oh. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, hopefully they get the broken monitors. Like, has anyone else seen the guy on TikTok dealing with, like, the worst like home confinement situation ever right like that one popped up for me a while back Mm. like it's so screwed up they're like the system's going off and saying he's not home when he is right or it's going off because he has like the ability to go to work he's pre-trial right um he like he has like you know the leave to go to work right it's all scheduled it's all set up and then he'll be in the middle of work and like it goes off right because he's left home like without permission and then they can look it up in the system and see it right there that he has permission and there's no reason the system should have popped off right like i hope that's the system they get. yeah um but no apparently they filed bankruptcy and used a loan out company to collect their money um and did not include that in the bankruptcy um christy then tried to avoid a half a million dollars in back taxes ouch yeah um it's a lot in back taxes can we just all agree on that right like that's not like oops i forgot or oops you know we were tight Mm -hmm. like to get taxed at that rate you brought in some money exactly like especially if that's before penalties and fees mm-hmm. very like, much so. that's a lot yeah 
It's a lot. It's interesting because he's currently um, suing without a crystal ball, which oh. I have one. You know, if she wants to borrow it, she can. I mean, because she needs one because she's been sued so many times. So you're saying she didn't see that coming? No. She's also bad at reporting. Oh, well, there's that. Yeah, because she got her ass ripped by the lawyer that you enjoy. Right. Yeah. 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 Emily D. Baker handed her <laughs> multiple times, served her up a platter. <sighs> oh, goodness. So let's move on to our pride topics this night. And tonight we're discussing the Lavender Scare and the Marinici Society. Oh, the Madison Society? Yes, you say that word. Madison Society. Yes, let's take up the Lavender Scare first. All righty. So just go ahead and roll with this one. Go ahead and roll. It's a pretty decent article. So yeah. Alrighty, so these people are frightened to death, is a quote. Congressional investigations and the Lavender Scare. Um, so the Red Scare, the con congressional witch hunt against communists during the early years of the Cold War, is a well-known chapter of American history. A second scare of the same era has been much slower to make its way into public consciousness, even though it lasted far longer and directly impacted many more lives. Beginning in the late 1940s and continuing through the 1960s, thousands of gay employees were fired or forced to resign from the federal workforce because of their sexuality. Dubbed the Lavender Scare, this wave of repression was also bound up with anti-communism and fueled by the power of congressional investigation. The purge followed an era in which gay people were increasingly finding each other and forming communities in urban America. During World War II, many men and women left behind the restrictions of rural or small-town life for the first time. After the war, young people poured into cities where density and anonymity made pursuit of same-sex relationships more possible than ever. By the late 1940s, even the general public was becoming more aware of homosexuality. Alfred Kinsey's Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, published in 1948, became a bestseller and drew attention for its claim that same-sex experiences were relatively common. This publicity did not, however, make homosexuality more acceptable, in part because virtually no gay people were open about their sexuality. Also, the country was in the midst of a more general sex crime panic, stirred up by the few highly publicized cases. In this context, greater public awareness of homosexuality coincided with growing unease and in many parts of the country, an increase in official repression. Certainly, this was true in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. In 1947, the U.S. Park Police initi initiated in the city a, quote, sex perversion elimination program uh, targeting gay men for arrest and intimidation. A year later, Congress passed an act for the treatment of sexual psychopaths in the nation's capital. That law facilitated the arrest and punishment of people who acted on same-sex desire and also labeled them mentally ill. Homosexuality was perceived as a lurking, subversive threat at a time when the country was coping with tremendous social change, as well as a rising anxiety about another lurking, subversive threat, communism. Enter Senator Joseph McCarthy. 
whose rhetoric explicitly associated communists and gay people, turning the slow burn of repression into a firestorm. On February 9, 1950, McCarthy delivered his now-famous speech in which he claimed to have a list of 205 known communists working at the State Department. On February 20th, McCarthy spoke at length on the Senate floor, offering more specifics about some of these individuals, this time characterizing them more broadly as, quote, unsafe risks. Two cases concerned homosexuality. Case 14 was, according to McCarthy, a known homosexual who had been ousted by the State Department but then rehired. In his discussion of that man and of Case 62, McCarthy directly linked homosexuality and communism. A top intelligence official had reportedly told him that, quote, practically every active communist is twisted mentally or physically in some way, end quote. McCarthy implied that the men in these two cases were susceptible to communist recruitment because as homosexuals, they had what he called, quote, peculiar uh, mental twists. Just over a week later, Deputy Undersecretary of State John Purfoy uh, testified before a subcommittee of the Senate Committee on Appropriations revealed that the State Department had ousted 91 homosexual employees as security risks. This was not a complete surprise to the Senate. In 1946, its Appropriations Committee had expressed concern about security risks in the State Department and even attached to that year's Appropriations Bill a writer giving the Secretary of State broad uh, discretion to dismiss employees for the sake of national security. For the sake of national security. Mm-hmm. In response, the State Department had put in place more stringent security checks and begun rooting out homosexuals. This purge, specific to uh, state, had been proceeding with relatively little publicity. However, uh, Purfoy's statement about the 91 coming as it did right after McCarthy's two speeches sparked a press frenzy and public outcry. Mm-hmm. Political rhetoric, rhetoric increasingly linked communists and queers, quote, uh, many assumptions about communists mirrored common beliefs about homosexuals. Both were thought to be morally weak or psychologically disturbed. Both were seen as godless. Both purportedly undermined their traditional family. Both were assumed to recruit. And both were shadowy figures with a secret subculture. Unlike communists, however, homosexuals were being uncovered, a fact that encouraged further pursuit. Shortly after Purfoy's revelation about the 91, a subcommittee of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee looked into McCarthy's charges about communism or communists in the State Department, known as the Tidings Committee after his chair, Senator Millard Tidings, This committee focused on loyalty risks rather than the broader category of security risks, largely skirting the issue of homosexuality. Disputes broke out over the scope. Critics deemed the committee's narrow inquiry a whitewash orchestrated to shield President Harry Truman's administration from criticism about subversives in government. Some members of Congress, driven by partisanship, political opportunism, concern about national security, alarm over, quote, perversion, general suspicion towards the federal bureaucracy, or some combination of factors, uh, 
pressed for further action. Two congressional investigations into homosexuality in the federal workforce followed. Now, <sighs> what I find interesting is this is during the same time that we have a director of the FBI cross-dressing on Tuesdays. Yep. Yep. This this was, yeah, same yeah. time. Same time. And we yeah. this now today. We're seeing echoes of this. We're seeing communism echoes. We're seeing a fucking church call for the execution of all homosexuals. This is more than 70 years old history, and we're still repeating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And there's idiot young pups out there. The L does not stand for legacy. Stands for lesbians. They go first because they were the first in. Yes. Oh, Westboro Baptist, says Devin. No, no. Westboro Baptist is, uh, you know, already on the mark. Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, and there's a whole book. Um, that really delves into this. I uh, and I picked it up at, at my local library of all damn places um, in West Virginia. Um, the, I believe the title really is the Lavender Scare, mm -hmm. um, and, and it details. It, it goes really into a deep dive, not only of what happened at like with McCarthy going forward. But, like, literally there was a point in her, like, imagine this if you can. There was a point that the U.S. government was primarily gay and lesbian. Like, your your senators, your congressmen, your, your clerks, your pages, your administrators. D.C. was as gay as it got. In for in, the United States federal government was run by gays and lesbians. Who else is going to work 80 hours a week? Fair enough. In your private chat. Okay. All right. So from CNN, Tennessee preacher hyphen cop calls for execution of LGBTQ people. So authorities in Tennessee are reviewing all pending cases involving a Knox County Sheriff's Office detective after he gave a sermon at his church that called for the government to execute members of the LGBTQ community. Quote, they are worthy of death, end quote, Grayson Fritz said in a June 2nd sermon at All Scripture Baptist Church, a small church in Knoxville that he leads. The church posted the sermon video uh, sermon online and then removed it, according to the Washington Post. The video was picked up by the Tennessee Holler, an independent liberal news outlet, and edited into a six-minute clip. Quote, God has instilled the power of civil government to send the police in 2019 out to the LGBT freaks and arrest them and have a trial for them. And if they are convicted then they are to be put to death, end quote, he said in the clip. Fritz said it would be easy to find people to arrest at events such as gay pride parades. 
quote, we have a bunch of them we're going to get convicted because they have all their pride junk on and they're professing what they are, that they're a filthy animal, end quote, he said. CNN has not been able to reach Fritz for comment, unsurprising. Speaking to journalists before giving a sermon last Wednesday, Fritz said his anti-LGBTQ beliefs have not interfered with his work as a law enforcement officer. Quote, it's totally separate because if I'm employed by the sheriff's office, then if they came into the sheriff's office, office obviously they're allowed there, end quote, he said, according to WATE. Quote, you understand what I'm saying? This, I'm over this. I am the head of this church. I say who comes and goes. Those people are not permitted to join. Those people are not permitted to attend, end quote. Right. Now, I've done a video duetting the sermon on my TikTok. It has no sound because it was flagged within mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've left it up there. Yeah. I look. I. How do you keep the two separate? You don't. Like, it, like if that's your claim, I want to hear it detailed. How do you keep this separate? Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot have a quote clearly attributed to you. Like, there's video of it. Mm-hmm. God has instilled the power of civil government to send the police in 2019 out to the LGBT freaks and arrest them and have a trial for them. I'm sorry, what part of that sounds like you have clearly separated? Right. Clearly separate these two things. Right. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not seeing it. Like, I, I got nothing for it. <laughs> I'm trying to find the clip. <clears throat> I want to talk about it. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but fuck it. Hey, I'm cool with it. Like, it goes with this month's theme. Like, this is... And it's the modern equivalent of the same crap that started back in the 40s and 50s. All right. Like, this is the same thing. Oh, there we go. Uh, I think Shannon may have shared the link. Yeah, that's not the one I want to... I want to share the one with sound. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm going for the original, guys. So they can't say we uttered it. Oh, yeah. Almost there. Okay. But no, I like, but getting back to the lavender scare, like, so at one point, our government was so gay, it was practically a gay pride parade every day going in and out of work. It's also associated with one of the best times of our government functioning. Pre-McCarthyism, pre-Lavender Scare, we had one of the most functional governments up to that point. (sighs) 
And then they start this crap. All, all because here's the theory. Here's the theory. That being, you know, LGBTQ was posed a security risk or a loyalty threat because this secret could be used to blackmail someone into working against the government. Mm-hmm. But let it, they'll, they'll elect Trump to work for Russia. Well, yeah, basically. But, like, here's my thing, though. It was... You created the problem. You created a witch hunt that started it. Like, you didn't have a problem till you created this ghost problem, and then you made it reality. Like, pre the la- before the Lavender Scare, before all this shit got started, no one cared. Mm-hmm. No one cared. Go to work for our federal government, do whatever you want after work, go back to work. Like, rinse, lather, repeat, every single day, no one cared. All right, guys, just just a pre-warning before I share this. Be ready to go to YouTube if we need to. Because you know it happens every time. Yeah. The purpose of this sermon is to show you gives it to the man that is natural 
their reward, that what they earn uh, for engaging in this type of behavior, that's HIV, that's AIDS, is what I believe. That's the recompense of their error. So you're like, oh, well, their relationship, they're just so loving. The Bible says that it's vile affections. The Bible says that it's an error. Because you know what? That guy that's just, you know, some twinkle toes that's walking over there and he's handing you your Clinique makeup. This is how he is in his heart. Is what the Bible says. He's filled with all unrighteousness. And guess what else he's filled with? Disease. Men burning in their lust towards men. Sodomites. Homosexuals. Queers. Whatever you want to call them. That is a manifestation that they have been given over and a character trait of them is that they hate God. And the Bible says in Psalms 139 that we should hate them. Do I not hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And it says right here that if you don't hate them, that God's wrath is upon you. So my, my, my plea is, is, hey, can we at least be, hey, I'm Christian and I'm against homosexuality? All right. And, yeah. That's like, the version. 2013 says that they ought to be put to death. Oh, let's get it south. There we go. There we go. So here's my thing. Like, one, I'm just sitting there through that going, I should be more shocked. I should have more problems with this. I should. I should be sitting here going, that's... And it is. It's reprehensible. It's horrible. It, it's a lot of things. But you know, at 39 years old, I can't say I haven't heard all of it before. Like, literally every word. Right. Now, I do want to point out some things since he's quoting Leviticus. <laughs> One, he shouldn't be wearing the position he's in. According to Leviticus, you can't work for the government. He also should be stoned to death for the clothes he's wearing because they're mixed fabrics. I'm quite sure of that. Silk tie with cotton shirt and a polyester suit from J.C. Penney's. Well, yeah. Those are mixed fabrics. It is against Leviticus. He's an abomination and should be killed. If he's ever taken a Tylenol before, he should be stoned to death. Well, and that's technical Leviticus, and the problem with Leviticus entirely is, you know, like, at least if you're going to do your religion hardcore, then fucking do the whole thing. The whole thing. Like, your Old Testament, which, for those of you unaware, not that anyone should be, but, like, the New Testament superseded the Old Testament, wiped a bunch of this crap out. All of it, in fact. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a whole, like, what, four books that detail that? Five. Five if we count yeah. the Gnostic Gospels. You know. The old laws are no longer laws, according to Jesus. I uh, believe it's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the Apostle Thomas. There you go. Like, Matthew, yeah. uh, Matthew Mark, Luke, and John, like, it quite frankly they're they're four different perspectives on the same thing 
Right. Like they're they're virtually identical. It's just four different perspectives. Right. Um, they're the most annoying four books of the Bible, by the way, to ever have to memorize for a Bible bowl. Right. Because there some of the sections are so closely worded. Right. That it gets confusing. Is it Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? And it's right. like it could be any of them. Right. Like all depends. Anyway, uh, so it's been yeah. reinforced a number of times. I was looking for the direct quote in scripture. It's Matthew 17 through 20. Mm-hmm. Don't you understand why I've come? Don't you? I do not come to abolish the laws of Moses or to write of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose, to tell you the truth unto heaven and earth. To, unto her disappears not ever the smallest detail of god's laws will disappear until its purpose is achieved so if you ignore the least commandment and teach the others to do the same you will you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven but anyone who obeys god's laws and teaches them will be called a greater kingdom of heaven but i warn you and let your righteous is better than the righteous of the teachers of religion's laws the prior since you will never enter the kingdom of heaven what does that mean the old covenant is broken yep i mean it's is I, like i know this point's been made a million times but does it just like kill you yes that like it's right there yeah it's right there read yeah. the book you, you know, got a kills- book what kills me and what has continued to aggravate and just get up in my brain mm-hmm. that a gay witch high priest knows the fucking religion he doesn't even practice better and he knows his own and can normally quote it better than the people freaking practicing and getting millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. That that exists and we live with because like I the point's been made a million times, but it, it's just awfully convenient that, mm-hmm. that your version of God hates all the same people you right. do. Like where's the challenge in that? Right. I mean, I, I I thought religion was supposed to as a general rule challenge you to be a better human being. Right. Yet we have entire like churches and denominations. Right. That forget all that. Right. Like I, I don't see it making them better people. They it's just their God hates all the same people they do. Like that right. was the the basis of their religion is we need a God that hates all the same people we do. Look, we can cherry pick this. Right. Isn't that convenient? These are the same sermons that went on in the 40s and 50s. These are the Mm -hmm. same sermons that have continued to go on about interracial relationships, non-standard practices of relationships, and nobody can tell me where to go sell anything. Mm -hmm. In the Bible, it says that I can sell my sister into slavery. I will gladly sell her for two cents. No, we won't. Yes, we will. Someone else can do it. No, we won't. 
you know, we do not. We do not to deal with. This is the stuff they want to preach, but they don't want to look at the whole book of the law. Every freaking Sunday, we have to figure out if we want to go out to eat, where to go. We don't go for seafood or Chinese. Why? Because we know at one o'clock, it will be packed with people that should not be eating seafood or mm -hmm. mixed food by their governmental thing. But they want to now call for, you know, my execution. Yeah. Why I cannot file a death threat claim against that policeman and that church is beyond me. Yeah. I mean, all of it is, it's just like, and here's my problem. Like, I, I struggle to really find my energy, to, to find my anger. Mm hmm because I like I've heard it. Sorry. I've argued it. I I've been there. I have done that. I I, I can make t-shirts about it. Right. Um I, but it, it's all been done. Mm -hmm. And yet here we still are. Right. Like there's like this is the needle that will not move. Right. Like trying to get over the hump mm -hmm. of People who collectively as a group enjoy having a God that hates all the same people they do. That's all it boils down to. That's it. That's it. That's it. You cherry pick through. You found a God that hates all the same people you do. That makes you happy. Mm -hmm. As weird as that sentence is. Um, and, and that's who you worship. That's who you think is there. That is who you think. Mm-hmm is is in charge of the universe right and trying to talk to them you that's where you're stuck at there's right. no moving that needle it, it is locked in right like it is like these are human it beings that no longer wish to grow and improve right like they are stuck with a set of beliefs that they develop somewhere in their teens or inherited from their parents mm -hmm. and their communities and all a right. church that they went to. Yeah. And that's it. That's all they've got. And, and it, it's broken. It, it's it, it's broken. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't even work. Like, read the whole document. It's a very big book. Yeah. And that's, that's if, 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 if. You want to lock in and say this is the right answer and everything that it should be. Mm -hmm. It's a big book. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things going on. Yeah. Like I personally find it a very like confusing book. Right. Because a lot of it sounds like an acid trip. Mm -hmm. A lot of it doesn't really work. Like right. you like. Take all your take all the time you need mm -hmm. with the population of the planet. Right. From Adam and Eve. Take all the time you need. Take all the time you need to help explain that one. Right. Because um there's some issues. Yeah. Like a lot. Right. 
Um, there's, they're there's... busy scrubbing. Like, they are busy scrubbing. Well, more importantly, just don't talk about that. Or as I got right. told, you don't ask questions. Yeah. Like, and I, I seriously have sat in a church and been told that by a pastor. Right. Don't ask questions. Right. You are not supposed to think. Right. You are to obey. Right. That was the answer I got for when right. I, good little me, at one point, little church going me, right. started to notice um, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And I started asking what are called the hard questions. Right. Because they are, there's no good answer. Right. That's what I found out later. That's what, a, like, honestly, if you're a pastor out there and you have somehow found yourself here. Right. If you take away nothing. Right. The thing that you do that gets rid of uh, of your youth so, so, so quickly. Mm-hmm. Is when you say that line. Mm-hmm. Of we are not called to ask. Right. Or we're not supposed to question. It is it is for us to obey. Right. When you say that. Right. No. Right. That's no. That's that's where it all unravels. Right. If if you want to know what you say in that moment, I don't know. It Mm -hmm. is one of the great confusions. Right. I don't have good answers. There's a lot of, of, of philosophical debate. Mm-hmm. We can look at that together. You want to keep some butts and pews? Say that. Because when you tell people to that it is that they are not supposed to think about it, mm-hmm. that sends up red flags. Yeah. Sends up a lot of red flags. Yeah. I'm um, just going to tell you, it really does. Right. But for so there's this, your looks to be a following of about 40 people. Hmm. This is dangerous. He is a police officer. Mm-hmm. People wonder why we do not trust the police. Why we still stick to the old rules. Why we still don't go out at late night. Why we still watch where we go. We don't go alone. We do the, you know, we don't go to certain areas. There's blackout areas we don't go to. Here's why. Well, and, and it's why I have issues within God we trust on the back of a police cruiser. Which one? I hope they don't trust in Loki. Can you imagine Loki and the policeman? Yeah, I Maybe don't that's think that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're trusting in Loki. Yeah, maybe. But no, I mean, it's it's why I have problems within God we trust on the back of police cars. Okay. That is not on, on courthouses. This is why I have problems with, with you know, I like, I'm sorry. If I break down in the middle of the night, the last place I want to walk into is a church. Right. I don't know what that's going to become for me. Right. Am I going to walk into some nice UU? And, and like, I'm going to be welcomed and, and appreciated as a human right. being. And like, here's some cookies and coffee. Right. Do you like need somewhere warm to right. wait? Or am I going to end up with this dude? Sorry. Okay. 
Sorry, it. I didn't have the fucking site muted. It's okay. It happens. Yeah, but no, you don't know what you're walking into. Have to be self-independent. This is why gay people don't rent houses; we buy them. This is why we don't get jobs; we own them. Well, and, and moreover, it, it's it's why, it, like, the, the history that we're talking about this month, and, and at many other points during the show, this is the basis. Like, I know in a lot of cases it doesn't always apply now. Doesn't always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's all cool. The world moved on. It's a great place. But for those of us who lived it, or lived parts of it, or know that this this exists, we know there's people still here. That this is what they think. This is what they do. This is how they act. And it does create some discomfort. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't, like, you, you grow up, you get told that if something happens, you should go to a policeman. Like, that was my screwed up childhood because police women didn't exist in the 80s. Like, you just... Mm -hmm. Which is almost true. Almost true. Because that was still, like, a frontier. Right. Um, Not that it's gotten a whole lot better, but it's a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, On that front alone. But you walk up to a policeman and you tell them you're in trouble. And they will help you. That's the lesson we were supposed to get. Now, granted, I came from a household. That wasn't quite the message I got. Um, But that's the general message most people got. Mm -hmm. And then we went through the crap that, you know, uh, of the being in the outlier exception. Right. Of when the police don't care that you're being abused because you're a couple of queers. Right. And no one wants to get in the middle of that. Right. Like, and and you literally get laughed out of a police station. Right. Like, these are things that happen. So you learn as a community when this keeps happening. Or, or go back a little further. When just being in a gay bar got you thrown into police custody. Right. How do you look at that same person mm-hmm. and expect to feel protected? Right. You don't. Right. You learn that the that unfortunately, and, and I, I don't mean this quite as literally as I'm going to say it, but the police become the enemy. Right. Like they kind of do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying again, not literally, but to a degree, you you learn. Mm-hmm. That you're on the wrong side of the law. Right. That that you are not a valuable, worthy human being in society that is covered in protect and serve. Right. At all. Like, you're just, nope, you're over here. Right. And whatever happens to you, happens to you, and you brought it on yourself because you're over here. Right. And effectively, you get thrown into this category, which we saw this officer slash pastor, I guess, pastor now, he used to be a cop, threw us into Mm -hmm. addicts, prostitutes, 
scum of the earth, child molesters, like whatever, whatever your scum of the earth is, you're over here with them. That's what we got told. Uh That's how we were treated. This is what we heard on Sunday mornings. This is what we heard in the streets. This is what we dealt with, with college Republicans in college back in the early 2000s. It's not forever ago. I promise you, just because my problems have, you know, the right to vote at this point doesn't mean they quit being problems when it quit being as common. Right. Like, yeah, it got better. Right. That's sort of like, you know, I, I had neck surgery and where they went into my neck has gotten better. It's still there. You can still see. Right. Like, there's a cut here line, basically, for the next surgeon if they need it. Right. Someone decides to decapitate me, like, it's already started. Right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take much. No. It, it, it's old wounds. Mm-hmm. They don't heal quickly. Mm-mm. So let's talk about when we start moving ahead and what we're seeing and what the reflections of this is now. Because there's a large debate, and there's always been a large debate about pride. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to the Manichini Society and the Daughters of Bel... I cannot pronounce either of these. Let's just talk the about... The Manichini Society and Daughters of Belitis. Yes. All right. Um, which those are both hard words. I give you no flack. Um, that was actually... The, the Manichini Society was a word I originally learned by reading. Mm-hmm. I effed it up for the longest time until someone said, you mean the Madison Society? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Mm-hmm. You poor, unfortunate baby gay? Mm-hmm. All right. So from at least December, and this is from nyclgbtsites.org. Mm-hmm. Um, so from at least December 1958 to July 68, um, this building near Madison Square was the location of the offices of the New York Area Council of the Madison Society, Inc., and its successor after 1961, the Madison Society of New York. Um, Manachine was one of New York's most uh, important early homophile groups, homophile groups, predominantly for men. Another pioneering homophile group for lesbians, the New York chapter of the Daughters of Belitis shared office space with the Manachine Society soon after its founding in 1958 until September 61. In the nearly two decades prior to the 1969 Stonewall Rebellion, the Mattachine Society and Daughters of Belitis, both founded in California in 1951 and 1955 uh, respectively, were early in leading American homophile groups. The term, quote, homophile was then in common use for gay and lesbian organizations. In the conservative post-World War II era, they were considered quite radical for campaigning for the rights of gay men and lesbians to simply exist openly in society without fear of arrest or, arrest or persecution. Um, the Manachine Foundation, the original secret group that became the earliest sustained national American gay rights organization, was founded in Los Angeles in 1951 by Harry Hay and others. Its early leadership was replaced in 1953, and the foundation was dissolved. 
um, then incorporated in March of 1954 as an open national organization with headquarters in San Francisco and regional area councils were formed elsewhere. The New York Area Council of the Mattachine Society, the fifth such council nationally, was started on December 10th of 55 uh, by Tony Segura and Sam Morford at Morford's apartment in Greenwich Village. From February 1956 until 50, June of 57, the group's general meetings were held at Avalon Studios in the Lyric Theater building on West 43rd Street, followed by an office um, on 6th Avenue. Uh, starting in 1957, a series a serious rift developed between the New York Council and San Francisco that contributed to the eventual demise of the national organization. The New York Council moved to an office in uh, on Broadway by December 58, um, over time moving to different uh, uh, suites in the building. Um, and uh, also, Dor Jones became the chairman of the council. Um, Jones attended, uh, oh, good Lord. I'm trying to jump ahead because this is getting very it's long. It's airy. It's about the buildings. All right. But what I'm trying, what, what I'm pointing at for this mm -hmm. is they were the ones that done the We Fit In. Mm -hmm. You wear black suits. To protest, you look like stranded heterosexuals. Mm -hmm. You don't stand out. You wear the tie. You wear the dress. You wear the skirt. Maybe the only dress you ever own. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the whole you... point. Yeah, was win hearts and minds by showing them we're just like you. Right. Like, you know, we have soccer moms, we have accountants, we have blah, blah, blah. We just want, you know, a house in the suburbs and a two-car garage and, like, you know, a white picket fence and a dog. Mm -hmm. Like, we are you. That was the whole point. Right. Like, you know. Now, that's the over-glossing point. All sounds great on paper. It did create issues, though. Um, in terms of activism, like, yeah, that, like, yeah. The, the, the process, like, it should have all worked. It should have all been great. Mm -hmm. The problems came in that um, the the Manishing Society it, notoriously mm -hmm. um, was actually against expanding rights. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, they were. They did not want special rights. They did not want, like, for instance, gay marriage. Mm -hmm. like, that was never on their billboard. Mm -hmm. um, they were not looking to have any kind of separate but equal or mm -hmm. any special recognition. They never wanted to be recognized as a special class. Um, they, in many instances, this is where you kind of have to use your judgment for better or worse. 
were very against loud, outspoken protest of any kind. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't fit their narrative of, no, 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 we're just like you, we're the same as you, we believe the same as you, we're in your churches, we're in your schools, we worship like you, we are you. Um, so things like ACT UP, another very prominent organization, which yeah. did a lot. Right. Um, again, sometimes you could argue for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, because ACT UP was actually a very outspoken, loud, and disruptive right. uh, group that wanted attention on the issues. And they would do anything they had to to get that attention. Right. They got attention. Oh, they got attention. So for a decade and four years, the Manichean Society tried to make change, tried to get attention, tried to get things. Did not work. What worked was two drag queens throwing bricks and telling police to fuck off. Yep. And basically to fuck off. Because we're not going to pay for your watered down drinks either. Now at Pride. They don't want leather. They don't want provocativeness. They don't want fuck all. They want everything to fit in and to look family friendly. Yeah. Family friendly. Yeah, like the ideas of the Manachine Society have somehow magically transported across time and landed mm-hmm. somewhere since gay marriage into like this national like you know no no we'll we'll do a more you know peace love and like light kind of you know like we're the same as you like it's all being repeated yes like it's one of those things if you know about the Mattachine society and you hear current like you know Comments. ideas in, in you know alphabet space it's just like we tried that mm-hmm. it really it sounds great and i have to say i was there right i was there like that's where i wanted to be back in the early 2000s was no right. no 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 i believe we can do this without getting violent I believe we can do this without getting loud. Mm-hmm. I believe we can do this without pink fucking boas and, you know, um, chaps. Mm-hmm. Like, we can do all this and we don't have to be the circus. Right. Um, I, I Like, I really bought into it. Right. Like, it sounds great. It sounds great. Um, yeah, it doesn't work. No. Um, the more you try to go into straight drag, and I mean middle America straight drag, mm-hmm. the worse it gets. Right. Like it really does. It gets worse. Right. Um, that to some degree, like, please appreciate that that front like 50% of every pride parade that is loud, out, proud, and a little bit crazy. Right. 
like let, let's just all admit it's a, you know high it's a lot right. we understand even we think it's a lot okay right. but there's a certain value to that shock and awe mm-hmm. that ironically makes the other 50 percent of the pride parade mm-hmm. actually more acceptable mm-hmm like it, it's kind of like that moment where like anyone like out there like it's an old trope but did you ever have that moment where you dated someone that was just like shock value like you know mm-hmm. like your parents are gonna hate them mm-hmm. like I'm they are everything person. like hey now I am. You know, well, okay, to some degree. Um, but no, like I like I could see you back in the day. Um but like the 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 just so out there, like, no, please don't date them. Like they are a train wreck of a human. Don't date them. Mm-hmm. Like at least on paper, at least visually, you know, like nose rings and like everything every parent just does not want to normally see. Yeah. <laughs> and in a like, you know, partner for their child. Okay. That's basically what happens. So that the next whoever you date after that is better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're like again old trope but it's the the way it works you have brought home the most unacceptable human being to your your parental units that you could have possibly picked like they are everything they can't stand anyone you bring home after that it's okay all right better yeah but no here's the problem that's the problem i see with pride future mm-hmm. you don't want the polyamorous there you don't want the leather men there you don't want the um diesel dyke persona there because they're not family friendly then who's going to set you up take you down organize your shit make sure the money's there and for someone to come out and i'm talking a level LGBT celebrity and say it's about legend, you fucking need your history. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to an old quote, but well-behaved women never made history. Exactly. Um, like, I, you know, I, I, we don't condone violence. We really don't. But, mm-hmm. but, but, at some points in everyone's tr- struggle against oppression, mm-hmm. there comes the turning point. Right. And when you look back historically, mm-hmm. it wasn't a nice, quiet conversation. Right. Like, I'll say that. It wasn't a nice, quiet conversation. Right. Again, we're we're not condoning, we're not encouraging, we're not, no, we're not getting into that. I don't need our taken down for that. But look at it historically. Mm-hmm. 
Like it, we did. We no one ever gets there when you talk nicely. We're now entertaining the reversal of HIPAA, the reversal of Roe v. Wade, and putting women's lives at danger. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we've been too quiet. We got lulled into a false sense of security, is what I think truly happened. Right. Like, as in, we thought we were making the progress. Mm -hmm. And uh, in many ways, we did. Yeah. In many ways, we did. Yeah. Like, we entered moments that, that, like, a lot of us, like, 20 years ago, went, that'll never happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that'll never happen. It'll never occur. You will never, ever be able to walk in. Two men, two women will never be able to walk into a courthouse and get a marriage license. Mm-hmm. Won't happen. Just won't. Nope. Never going to happen. Thought never, ever will I see the day. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. That's how entrenched it was. Yeah. I still don't believe it. I haven't done it. Not only that, but the form of marriage I want isn't currently legal. Well, so, you know, we've not won the right to marriage. Well, but again, the the fact that some have, mm-hmm. that 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 some that there are those who have gotten married mm-hmm. for the moment, for it, it still it occurred. Right. It was a it, it is a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of people, I think it kind of like, okay, we're done. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we're good. Like, we, you know, we, we've got marriage right. We don't have to do the crap anymore. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, what are we arguing about now? Mm-hmm. Like, as in, this should have opened up the the, the cornucopia mm-hmm. of, of benefits. Mm-hmm. Kind of didn't. But no. still, it was supposed to. Um, but it, it really felt like, okay, we're done. We, we won. Like mm-hmm. we got it. Like we're out of here. And a lot of people had that moment and just went, okay, let's go home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't over. No. Nah. It, it's not over. No. Nah. It, it's probably, I don't know, decades from being over. Yeah. It's not going to be over until I don't have to worry about a policeman. It's not going to be over until, you know, we don't have to worry about, well, if we want to move, what's the neighborhoods? Where, where, not where can we rent, mm-hmm. where can we buy? Well, or, or even just the fact of being able to rent or even just go in and it, it's not just a neighborhood, it's individual houses. Right. Like, your next-door neighbor can make your life a living hell. Believe me, I've got video evidence. But within that, and in some cases, there's nothing you can do. Right. Or you you get the unsympathetic police officer, or, you know, that's just like, look, you know, you moved into the wrong neighborhood. What can I tell you? You know, like I don't want to wait. I don't want my time wasted with this. It's a neighbor dispute. I don't want any part of. Right. Like, call me back if someone shoots someone. Right. 
like i don't do this this right. i don't want to be in the middle i'm not getting in the middle like right. i i don't get it i don't care right the way we don't have to deal with utility companies make judgments on house owners mm -hmm. yeah because right down the street lovely old woman they replaced her ga whole gas line all the way through her house it has a brand new it has a, had a brand new gas line we have to pay for it ours lady across the street from us down a couple of houses lovely couple nice man and woman run a daycare they done their gas line for them we're the only people in the neighborhood that had to replace the gas line we're the only people that didn't get a check from mountaineer gas for inconveniencing us mm -hmm. facts argumentatively one could say that ha like it has to do with something else like mm -hmm. we just mm -mm, no but here's the thing how can i know right tell me how i know yeah like how how do i look at the situation objectively and not start listing out my differences mm -hmm. with the neighbors that i have mm-hmm and not start to wonder tell me how i do that mm -hmm. like we see this in other communities as well yeah because there becomes a legitimate question of tell me how i know this mm -hmm. like please like here's the thing i would love to wake up in a world i really would where i never have this thought at the back of my head when something happens mm -hmm. of was I too flamboyant? Did I, did I say the wrong word and cue, like clue you in that I'm not you? Mm -hmm. I'm not your people. Like, did did is that what caused this? Is that what made this happen? Is that what, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's there. It lives there. It's always on. Mm-hmm. Because I can't know. I can't know what's in your mind. Right. I, I can't be 100% certain of that. All I can do is look around me and go, well, all of these people got treated fairly, mm -hmm. but I didn't. So what's different about me from them that would cause you mm -hmm. to treat me differently? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just kind of logical deduction. Right. And again, I still can't know. And, you know, it, it's it, it's very maddening. Can mm -hmm. I point out when you've got that little voice that goes, well, is it because I'm gay? Is it because I was too flamboyant? Was it because I did too much? Like, was was it like what I was wearing that, that said something to you that like no straight man wears that? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, did like, what was it? What, what, what got you? Mm hmm like what was your clue in what was the thing you mm -hmm. know what made you an asshole yeah, Speaking like, of that, let's move to your favorite side of this it's an interesting one mm -hmm. all right am i the asshole for recording my female coworker without her permission i know the title sounds bad but hear me out I, 28 male, have a female coworker, 26 female, who likes to flirt with all the men at work. 
My wife, 24 female, knows about her and how I feel. Coworker stays away from me unless it's work-related because I shot her down a few times and told her on Monday if she didn't knock it off, I would report her to HR. Well, yesterday that coworker found my wife's social media and messaged her telling her that I'm a, quote, creep and, quote, won't leave her alone. And that I, tr quote, tried to pay her for sex. I was honestly disgusted. I ignore her existence unless it's work-related, and I couldn't believe the blatant lies she was telling. So today I go into work and have my phone in my hand and recorded our conversation when I confronted her. I didn't show her face. The camera was facing the floor, so all that was shown was the shoes. After some back and forth, she admitted she was mad that I threatened HR and hoped my wife would force me to quit my job so I wasn't a, quote, problem anymore. So I took the recording and the messages to HR, and she was fired immediately. On the way out of the building, she screamed at me that I was an asshole and a few other choice words for recording her without her permission, and that she's suing me for it. Even a few coworkers said I was wrong for it, and I should have just showed HR the messages and how she's a single mom and I just cost her her kids their livelihood. So am I the asshole? Um, let's see. Okay, the, I'll go ahead and read the add-on because it, it doesn't really affect us. All right. Um, so the, the add-on is, I appreciate all of your guys' concern about me actually getting into legal trouble. According to Google, Ohio, where I live in the U.S., is a one-party consent state. I've sent out a few inquiries to lawyers just to be safe to see if she does have a case if she were to try to go the legal route. I will keep everyone updated the more I find out and if she does try to actually sue me. Not the asshole. The asshole. Nope. 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 No, sorry. Uh, here's my first question: Does your uh, does your workplace have cameras? I don't know many that don't. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, you walk into any office anymore, you're consenting right. to be recorded. Right. You weren't in a bathroom, mm -hmm. so there wasn't an expectation of privacy. This is what you should end up hearing legally. Right. Like, I'm not a lawyer, let's not even go there. But legally, I don't think you have a problem there. Two, right. it's her behavior that cost her her kid's livelihood. Right. Like, that's it. Like, fuck around and find out. She fucked around. She found out. Right. Like, she was playing a really balls-to-the-wall game. Right. Of not appreciating that someone could not find her irresistible mm -hmm. and want to sleep with her or more importantly, just engage in her, you know, I'm amazing flirt with me game. Right. Um, and tell me how awesome I am. Right. Um, because it sounds like you're like, and I would, I would doubt. Right. I would doubt. Mm -hmm. You're the only man she's ever made feel uncomfortable with this. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? But it's that unfortunate reverse situation. Right. That. 
Right. I don't know how you prove that without. Right. Like, even the messages themselves. Right. Like, that's out of the workplace. Like, all they can do is, you know, tell her don't do that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to that. Now, the fact that she thought she could just say what she did. Right. About, like, laying her game out to try to get you fired. Or, Mm -hmm. more importantly, to get your spouse to force you to quit. Right. Um, to instigate problems in your marriage to the point that you had to quit in order to, like, you know, get out of the ugly situation she created. Right. Um, no? I mean, I'm sorry, that's kind of like the the moment in every evil villain movie where the evil villain takes a let-me-go-through-my-you-know-plan. Right. Like, no, no, no. Um, like you could have like gotten everything you wanted if you didn't stop like X do an expose on your brilliant evil plan. Right. Um, but no, it's a one party consent state. You're well within your rights. Um, you are not recording or I would think you're well within your rights. I would do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and I would even have the moment of, I don't care if I'm not well within my rights. Right. Like, the company is the one that's going to have the most liability in a wrongful termination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, sexual harassment and violence against another employee is a problem. I do not feel they are the asshole. But I want to put you into the wife's position. Okay. You get those messages. What's your reaction? Mm. I, I think it's almost going to be like, okay, working through it. I And I think a lot of it goes into like confidence you would have with your spouse. Like this is in character. Mm-hmm. Like this, does this sound like something they would do? Mm-hmm. I think my first point's going to be disbelief. Like, what the? Who is this and what is their malfunction? Right. Is going to be my immediate response. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to sit here and go, okay, there's smoke. Mm-hmm. Is there fire? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there have been enough people that the world thought were amazing. Mm hmm that turned out to have a bunch of dirty little secrets in their closet about how they treated people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm going to immediately distrust you, but like if this goes on and there are more people, I'm going to be seeing more and more smoke. Right. But no, you get a message from one of my coworkers. I took an outside job mm-hmm. of this bullshit. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the one encouraging you to, to like, you don't need to be having any conversations alone with them. You uh-huh. need to watch your back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what sick, twisted game they think they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I'm probably going to try to play along. Mm-hmm. Mostly for evidence gathering. Yeah. Of, oh my God, I can't believe that. Like, I, I just, 
I've never known him to do anything, which technically isn't really playing along, but you know, it's the response yeah. he wants. Exactly. You know, and, and, and like sit there and thank you so much for telling me. I just, I'm so sorry. Because now she thinks I'm, or they, whomever, mm -hmm. the coworker thinks I believe them. Mm-hmm. Well, invariably, when you have someone that that is setting up game, mm -hmm. you want them to think you believe their game because they're going to do more. Mm -hmm. Like, encourage it. Bring it on. Uh-huh. Like, you just keep telling me this. Mm-hmm. Like, please. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and by the way, this was in Ohio, which is a one-party recording state. It's important to know where you can record because he could have gotten in trouble for recording the conversation, which I think is bullshit. All right. Well, here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. That you like, and, and again, check with your lawyers. Just because a state is one party mm -hmm. doesn't always mean that you can't still record because that's right. the other part of it. Here's the fun part of debt collections, the, the industry I used to work in. Right. We recorded every single phone call. Mm -hmm. You got to, whether you were in a one party consent state or a two party consent state, it's real easy. Mm -hmm. There are one just telling someone, hey, I'm going to record this. Right. And if they continue to talk after, right. that's informed consent. You right. knew the call or, or the conversation was being recorded. Right. You did not opt out. Mm -hmm. By default, you opted in. You knew full well what was occurring. Right. Again, check with your lawyer. Right. But I'm telling you how it works on recorded phone lines. Once you hear that this call is being recorded for quality purposes, blah, blah, blah. It's all right. bullshit. It's for legal reasons. Right. Um, You continue to remain on the call. You right. agree. Right. That's it. Now, there are other circumstances where do you have an expectation to have or, or have you waived that right effectively? Right. And in a lot of workplaces currently, right. you may have waived that right. Right. Like you may have legitimately in all of that mountain of paperwork you signed when right. you came on board that you didn't read because no one ever reads it. And you agreed to abide by the employee handbook that you didn't get handed till after you signed the piece of paper that said you received an employee handbook and agreed to abide mm -hmm. may outline that you don't have that expectation that they can record you at mm -hmm. any time. Now, the fact that he's working for the company, right. I think any decent lawyer could could make the argument that applies to that conversation. It was a workplace conversation. Mm -hmm. The fact that she said stupid on audio tape that she didn't realize was was the, the conversation was being recorded. Actually, she did. She was supposed to have. She knew she was standing in her workplace. Mm -hmm. She knew there were cameras. Right. She didn't have that expectation to have that defense. Right. 
All right. So on to relationship advice. This one's a hot one. All righty. So wife wants a break and I'm terrified. Me, 32 male, and my wife, 31 female, have been married for nine and a half years. We have three children, all under 10. I haven't been the best husband. Just want that out of the way first. I've had untreated ADHD since I was a child. I've been out of work for a while now. I'm her ride to work as she can't drive. And I'm trying to get some treatment for my ADHD anxiety and depression. We just bought a house and she is the only one on the mortgage. We had a friend of hers move in, in a roundabout way, a relation. He's my brother-in-law's brother. Brother-in-law is married to my sister. He's a good guy. I like him. But the next day, while laying in bed with my wife, she says she thinks we need a break. I'm just completely lost. I love her so much. I've been panicking and doing everything I can think of to actually show her how much she means to me. But it feels like I'm making it worse. Please give me some hope and guidance. Step one is you need to book a therapist yesterday. Step two... You need to figure out what's too much on her plate. Why is she needing a break? Is it the move? Is it the new move-in? Is it the stress of the whole situation? Or is her plate so damn full that it's overrolling a server's platter? I don't know. I, like... To me, this just sounds like she's had it. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. I'm just going, but like the tone of this sounds like he had ample opportunity Mm -hmm. in nine and a half years. Right. And she just hit a brick wall. Right. Like, and knew before they bought the house. Right. Because, I mean, why else is he not on the mortgage? Right. I mean, I know he, like, it was probably made better financial sense, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Um. You, like, it, but it sounds like he's nowhere on that house. He right. has, n- like, nothing. Like, right. he needs a, a tenant agreement. Right. Um. But I, like, I would be suspicious of the timing. Right. Like the brother-in-law's brother, right? Um, moving in, and then immediately the wife is like, "Yeah, I'm done." Yeah. Like it sounds like she had a plan all along, possibly, and it's just like, "Nope, I'm done." Right. The other side of this coin is, you talk to a lawyer, see where you're at, see what the available is, you know. Yep. I mean, like, I I see a lot of guilt. Right. But then again, everyone who thinks they're on the verge of a breakup, unless you're a complete psychopath. Right. Narcissist, whatever. Like, you have guilt. Everyone has guilt. Like, no decent human being exiting a marriage, even if it is because he was cheating on you Mm -hmm. or she was cheating on you. You got some guilt. Right. Like, you feel bad about the way things went. You feel bad that it didn't, it wasn't perfect. You feel bad that, like, this, 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 and that. Right. 
yeah, everyone has that. Right. It doesn't inherently make you a bad spouse. Right. To have baggage. Right. To have shit to deal with. Like, it's kind of par for the course. Exactly. So don't, like, write yourself out the door mm-hmm. without, like, a decent lawyer, a good therapist, and, like, you know, like, don't write off everything and agree to anything, like, don't agree to all demands. Exactly. Like, she gets the house, you don't get anything, you, like, you don't get to see the kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, just because you feel like you were a bad husband. Right. I mean, like, there's things to deal with there, and yeah, like, no, you're not perfect. No one in a marriage is, but it doesn't inherently, and again, this side, sound like you were, like, the worst husband. Right. You weren't great, but you weren't the worst. Um... And that doesn't entitle you to be kicked out on your ass. Right. With, like, nothing. Right. Like, so just keep that in mind if that's where this is going. Definitely get your ducks in a row, like you were saying. Like, make sure you know what your financial positions are. Right. You could get stuck with all her damn debt. True. Like. Yeah, get yourself organized. All right, so we're rocking along here. Yes. Now I'm just going to flash this real fast because I want to see what it looks like. Okay. Stop flashing our viewers. Uh-huh. Yeah, that we're going to have to imprint that into layouts. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. All right. So we have some great Patreons. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Gist, Shannon C, Shannon D, the ever-wonderful Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Dottie the Psychic, Tracy Vaughn, and the Laughing Tree Grove. If you'd like to support the show or learn more about us and all the benefits that our baristas receive, please visit PCSPNetwork.com. Yes, and we hope you guys are enjoying our series of Pride this month. Yes, it's a lot of doom and gloom. It's dark history. It really, I need Barry Salian and her couch up here for a lot of this stuff. Um, I've been choosing the topics. Mm-hmm. What's your two topics for next week? Oh, what's my two topics? What? Yeah, I'm going to throw you the curveball. What do the children need oh. to know? Will you wait till I'm on air? Yes. Oh, my God. Um,. What do the children need to know? Do we want to talk about ACT UP and what ACT UP is? I think we covered that pretty well tonight. It's like the antithesis Mm -hmm. of everything we talked about tonight. Right. Um, And while ACT UP is important, um, I don't know that I want to deep dive them. Okay. Um, Just because that that gets a little... like. I don't want to encourage riots, okay? Because right. that gets taken off air. And I know, like, we want to walk that line a little. Right. Um, how about Matthew Shepard? Okay. That's always a good one. I like that one. 
-hmm. Like that's a very teachable, teachable thing. We've right. we've covered it a little bit in past shows, but we can deep dive right. him. Um, trying to figure out what goes well with that. Um. And the bias of sexual health education. Okay. We'll go for those two. Those those are... The, and again, I know that's one that I, I talk about fairly regularly. Usually no one can shut me up on it because right. I have issues. Right. Um, and I think they're legitimate. And I don't... And it's 20-some years on. We're still not addressing. No. Like, we got to be footnotes at this point. Well, that depends on the state. You know, Florida, you can't teach it. Yeah, don't say gay in Florida. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening to us in Florida. We're, we've broken many statements. Uh, DeSantis can come up here and I'll explain to him why his little dick has nothing. Well, that's a statement. Um, <laughs> dang. Um, so yeah, no, I, so yeah, Matthew Shepard and the problems of same, uh, of, of sexual health education. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We will be doing that then. That'll be the two topics we'll be discussing, um, mm -hmm. and commentating on, um, everyone at House Pride this week, go enjoy, be loud, be proud, like, yeah. But remember, the battle ain't over. We ain't even to the green yet. No. Like, we, like, I really think some of us thought we were there. Like, hello, welcome to the promised land. It's gonna be amazing. That's UK. And then, I don't know, does anyone else feel like the, like, we were zooming right along in a sports car and slammed into a brick wall in the last, like, year, two years, three years? Try five. I think well, we've, yeah, we've endured the trauma of, tra of Trump and Pence for five years. Yeah. And it was basically become a political platform now. So, yep. So, now. Yeah. All right, guys. We hope you've enjoyed our show. Be safe this weekend. Have fun. Be loud. Be proud. Be in charge. Know your surroundings. Be safe, especially if you're in San Francisco. We didn't mm -hmm. talk about that article. I want to talk about that article, but mm -hmm. I need more on that article. Okay. Um, and we'll be back Tuesday. Actually, no, we'll be back Sunday with Psychic of the Plans. There you go. We'll see you then. Bye, y'all. Bye. Let's work. Yo, it's go time, show time, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo, ready, set, go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Let's work. Bring the thunder. Let's go.
Yeah, it's my time, your time, step into the spotlight. Get lit, yo, let yourself go. High time, high time, gotta go big time. This is it, yo, never take no fight time. Grind time, take it to the street time. Turn the roof off, get loco. Game time, win time, we gon' bring it home time. No regrets now, 